Welcome to Mexico Unexplained, where we will explore the magic, the mysteries, and the miracles of Mexico. This series presents information based partly on theory and conjecture. The podcaster's purpose is to suggest some possible explanation, but not necessarily the only ones to the subjects we will examine. Here is your host, Robert Bito. Welcome, and muy bienvenidos to episode number 146 of Mexico Unexplained, where we examine the magic, the mysteries, and the miracles of Mexico. I'm your host, Robert Pitto. In October of 2013, Ernesto Chavana, a local host on the Multimedios Televisión Network from the Mexican state of Nuevo León, encouraged his viewers to do something very unusual. The previous month, Hurricane Ingrid rocked the Gulf Coast of Mexico. The destructive storm, whose winds peaked at 85 miles per hour, veered away from its intended target, the highly populated Tri-City area at the extreme southern tip of the Mexican coastal state of Tamaulipas. Instead of hitting the cities of Altamira, Ciudad Madero, and Tampico with full force, Ingrid made a surprise turn to the northeast. After this turn, it weakened a bit and then made landfall near the town called La Pesca in a sparsely populated part of the state. The storm's damage was not as severe as it could have been. The last time a hurricane slammed into the southern coast of Tamaulipas with devastating results was on September 19, 1955. Hilda, a Category 3 hurricane flooded 90% of Tampico, leaving tens of thousands of people homeless and destroying the oil refineries in the area. Other storms seemed to tease the region for about a decade after that, occasionally making landfall and causing minimal damage. The television host mentioned on air that the three Gulf cities had been spared disastrous weather since 1966, with every major tropical storm and hurricane skirting around Altamira, Ciudad Madero, and Tampico. Señor Chavana implored his audience to give thanks where thanks was due, and summoned his viewers to hold a fiesta in the three lucky coastal cities to honor the real protectors of the cities the extraterrestrials that have been watching over the area for decades. Chavana was not alone in believing this. Even some newspaper stories throughout the years either asked the aliens for help or credited them for so many close calls. So, on October 29, 2013, El Dia del Marciano, or in English, the Day of the Martian, was born a uniquely Mexican way to celebrate supposed otherworldly assistance from non-earthly beings. The day of the Martian may seem strange to outsiders. To ancient and modern Mexicans alike, having festivals to thank the gods, the saints, or other unseen forces is part of the everyday cycle of life dating back thousands of years. Every modern Mexican town or city has a patron saint, and each saint has a feast day, or fiesta, as per the Catholic calendar. For some Mexican towns, the Dia del Santo, or Saint's Day, is the most important civic celebration of the year, even more important than some of the major holidays such as Christmas, Easter, or Mexican Independence Day. Depending on the town, a fiesta may last for several days or a week. Religious fiestas usually have some common elements to them, 
In addition to much food, drink, and music, there is usually a solemn procession during which a saint statue or other religious relic is paraded through town or throughout the countryside. Fiestas may also include associated sporting events such as rodeos and a general carnival atmosphere. Citizens of smaller towns may save up extra money all year to help put on a lavish saint's day. Sociologists who study the fiesta phenomena believe that the intense celebrations for a brief time serves not only as a release of tensions and frustrations, but provides a way for people to find more solidarity as a community. One of the primary reasons for honoring a specific saint, who may be the patron of a town or region, is to give thanks. The fiesta is also a time for individual participants to take personal inventories of the bounties from the previous year. It was in the spirit of the traditional Mexican fiesta that Ernesto Chavana inaugurated the first day of the Martian, which is now celebrated on the last Tuesday of each October. Why not honor the local patron saint for giving the region protection from violent tropical storms? Some people do believe that the 1967 installation of a statue of Our Lady of Mount Carmel, known in Spanish as La Virgen del Carmen, is the reason for all the hurricane near misses. Ironically, though, in the same year, a huge fleet of UFOs appeared over the city of Tampico, and the story made it on the front pages of the local newspapers. So, the statue of the Virgin seems to have lost out to something altogether alien. For the longest time, the people of southern Tamaulipas have claimed that there exists off the coast an aquatic UFO base that was established sometime in the 1960s. The fourth largest river in Mexico, the Panuco, drains into the Gulf of Mexico at Ciudad Madero and forms an underwater canyon cutting deep into the continental shelf that extends almost 100 miles into the Gulf. The extraterrestrial base is supposedly located somewhere in this deep underwater canyon, about 800 meters under the surface. This alleged alien underwater city even has a name, Amupak, and has been visited by at least one person, a local man named Juan Carlos Ramon Lopez Diaz. Lopez is the head of a group called the Association for Scientific UFO Investigation of Tamaulipas, an organization of a few dozen members which investigates UFO phenomena in northeastern Mexico. Lopez states, quote, The association is made up of professionals. The reports we receive are taken seriously until a mental profile is made, since there are people with psychological problems who have claimed to have had contacts with extraterrestrials. End quote. Lopez claims to have visited Amupac through astral projection after days of mental and physical preparations. He alleges that he traveled in a ball of light a few kilometers off the coast, and when he plunged into the ocean, three beings were waiting for him to guide him through the city. The base was made of glass and crystalline structures. Light was everywhere, but it was not the light of the sun because the city was at the bottom of the sea. The base was staffed by tall blonde beings commonly referred to as the Nordics in UFO terms, and everyone Lopez encountered on his trip 
were scientists and very cold in demeanor. He could not give exact coordinates of the base, but he did say in an interview with the newspaper El Sol de Tampico that the aliens are here to study humans, specifically how we react to situations emotionally. According to Lopez, there is a great quantity in the area of a certain white powder derived from gold and platinum that the off-world visitors routinely mine. So the reason why this area of Mexico has not been hit by hurricanes in the past 60 years is thus attributed to the aliens who are protecting the coast until their work is finished. A gigantic invisible shield in the form of an energy force field exists over the base and extends out for many miles. In the newspaper interview, Lopez also mentioned that this same species of extraterrestrials also operate a series of secret bases on land. One such land base nearby is located at Cerro del Bernal, also known as Bernal de Orcasitas a curious rock formation that looks eerily similar to Devil's Tower, as seen in the 1977 movie Close Encounters of the Third Kind. For more information about alleged secret UFO bases in Mexico, please see Mexico Unexplained, episode number 115. In addition to the Lopez testimony of astral projection, in the past decades a variety of people, from fishermen to oil industry workers, have claimed to see UFOs coming in and out of the waters of the Gulf off the coast of southern Tamaulipas. Fishermen have also reported seeing gigantic luminescent objects moving rapidly just below the water's surface. A Venezuelan sculptor living in Tampico received the commission to create the statue of the extraterrestrial, which would be used as the Mexicans would use a saint statue in this very unusual fiesta. A group of local politicians and celebrities, including Ernesto Chavana himself, helped raise the statue in a parking lot of the southern zone of Miramar Beach, part of the municipality of Ciudad Madero. The statue looks like a typical gray alien of UFO lore, with its big head and almond-shaped eyes, although it is painted a frog-like green. The statue faces the sea and looks toward Amupac, the secret underwater base. Within just a few days after the first fiesta, the Martian statue disappeared. Some say that the aliens took the statue as an offering, while others claimed vandals made off with it. While some low-level local politicians participated in the first day of the Martian, city officials from Ciudad Madero were quick to clarify that the city did not support nor was it a sponsor of this event. Ciudad Madero spokesperson for Community Communications, Hugo Medellin Brown, had to field many questions from the national and international press about the event. The strange extraterrestrial fiesta even garnered the attention of alien-themed American and Japanese television shows. Initially, the municipalities involved distanced themselves from what they saw as something that could possibly taint their images. With time, though, as the event has grown, the local government officials have been warming up to having more active involvement in the celebrations. As with other Mexican fiestas, there is a great deal of commerce at the Dia del Marciano, 
with people selling everything from empanadas to alien-shaped balloons, seemingly appearing out of nowhere. The local governments are wanting a piece of that. Each successive year sees more people and more events connected with this unofficial holiday. Whether it be a saint, a virgin, or an alien, the people of southern Tamaulipas almost instinctively feel like they must give thanks for their good fortune. In a modern-day, more secular Mexico, it is interesting to observe the fiesta phenomena continuing to play out, but this time with a uniquely extraterrestrial twist. Thank you once again for listening to another episode of Mexico Unexplained. Remember to like and subscribe to us on YouTube and follow us on Twitter. Tell your friends by sharing these shows with others. Please go to our website, MexicoUnexplained.com, for references, illustrations, and for free access to transcripts of past shows. Please visit Amazon.com to purchase the book, Mexico Unexplained, to get a hard copy of The Magic, The Mysteries, and The Miracles of Mexico. We appreciate your kind attention once again. Until next time, thank you and gracias. Thank you for listening to another episode of Mexico Unexplained with host Robert Bitto. For show summary, relevant links, and commentary, please check out our website at MexicoUnexplained.com. Like us on Facebook and be a part of the conversation. Adios and hasta la vista.